Hello and welcome back to Tay Radio Marin. I am your host, Javier Vicuna, and today I am joined by my co-host, Santi Hernandez. And today we're going to be talking about, well, two different types of topics, not necessarily different, just I think they correlate with each other. Um, what we're going to be talking about is finding inspiration and dealing with failure. So the reason I, I kind of wanted to get into this topic today is because um, as you guys may have known, um, uh, Santi and I had the chance to go to the Mill Valley Film Festival last week, um, which was a really great experience for us. Um, it was our first time really delving into the festival. Um, and through that, it actually helped inspire me uh, through a lot of the short films to actually start just creating like my own short film or to start creating, you know, just content that otherwise I I don't think I would have wanted to do if it weren't for all the films and all the different movies that we watched last week and again just watching people do creative stuff is what helps me find my inspiration but i'll go a little bit more in depth about that i don't know if you wanted to add anything about that santi about the mill valley film festival Festival and how you felt about it yeah yeah i think um it was a very interesting and just a lot to take in going in this year. We were there last year, but it was a very small portion that we were involved in. Right. This, it's still very small, but we participated more. We got to watch a lot more movies. We got to watch a lot of films. And meet a lot of great actors and directors. Yes, actors, directors, and writers. And one of the things that I learned from there is really taking the leap into working on your goals and dreams that you have because a lot of the people we met were local artists yeah from the bay area yeah and i thought that was i never imagined that would be here i think it's just kind of hard to visualize that at times but you need to be there to visualize it right so uh, yeah i mean like that's how i felt like seeing a lot of these younger directors younger actors like physically there you know being able to be part of like the red carpet and and star in these like big budget films is like really just it's in that isn't that is one of the many ways that i i think i find inspiration is is seeing them kind of be there and be present and to me it makes it seem or no it makes it possible for me to know that this is achievable this is something that i can Mm -hmm. achieve you know what i mean so that's kind of how i was feeling um but uh, yeah, I mean, del- delving into it, um, actually, before we delve into it, I wanted to ask you, Santi, since we're on the topic of the Mill Valley okay. Film Festival, what was your favorite film from the Mill Valley Film Festival? I had a lot, and I'm not being biased, I promise, but the film we watched, Radical, which is a sp- uh, film in-, in Spanish, it was definitely my favorite one because of how I've talked, I'm very open about my opinions with our current education system. I'm very open to saying, hey, there are things that I don't necessarily like. And Do you want to describe what Radical was about? Yeah, so Radical is based on a um, teacher that is in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He decided to go into teaching in this school, and the school is in an area where literally someone can be unalived at the corner of your school. Yeah. So it's in a very in an area where it's unsafe and there's a lot of things that go on. And it takes place in Mexico. So there's a lot of... Um, at the border of Mexico, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, the characters of the kids that this 
teacher works with, they all have things that relate to like economical issues and uh, self like self esteem. You know things that young people go through, and I think anyone really goes through. But he goes in and takes this whole different take on education and teaching. He wanted to take away the memorizing and the obey, I'm the authority type of person. He wanted to implement more of like, I want you to want to learn. Exactly. And um, when you want to learn, you will find ways to learn. So that was what you know, he implemented in that school with his class. And what I find so interesting is that he literally learned all of that through a YouTube video. In, yeah, in he found he found this <laughs> different way of teaching yeah. through a YouTube video. And but you would imagine it being like, <laughs> oh, my God, this person went through something. It's really just watching a YouTube video. But at the end of the day, um, that really connects with us, whether you're in Mexico or not in Mexico. It connects a lot with today how our education system is the same and um, it just it's such a beautiful and wholesome film that I connected to. And like I said, even if you're not in Mexico, you can definitely connect with how education across the world is being done. And which is why I'm like, I've been very open about it. And I have my things that I don't like about our current education system. And that film kind of talks about it. So at the end of the day, I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it was definitely my favorite film in from the films that we watched. Yeah, I, I have to agree. That was also my favorite film. We got to meet Eugenio Derbez, who was the teacher who played the teacher in that movie. Um, and, you know, as many of you who are probably, you know, any of the, our Latin American audi- audience watchers or even Americans might know Eugenio Derbez from the many movies he's made in America now. But he's a very, very legendary um, Latino actor and meeting him in person, um, was a, a really beautiful experience, you know? Yeah. And I forgot to mention that film is also based on true stories. So the teacher is still currently teaching back in that school. Yeah. And Matamoros, that's what that place is called. So, Matamoros. It's, so it's not just like, I think the, you know, what they did with the film and taking it based on the characters in real life it's so beautiful and the way they filmed it like the the actors that are young actors a lot of them were literally new new, new actors. actors they didn't know yeah. or i don't know but they just the the producers from correct they went out and just put signs in mexico and said it's an open audition and so a lot of the people that were there it's their first time working on a movie yeah so that's kind of it's really exciting to hear that and see how that all came to life yeah and, and it really plays into kind of again our what, what i want to dedicate the first half of the show today in in finding inspiration so i feel that with youth especially um especially when i was in high school i felt that I, I, like i wouldn't really f- like go out of my way to try new things because i just felt kind of comfortable where i was at but the problem with that is that you don't I feel like it's harder for you to find any kind of worth or inspiration in like what you want to do in the future. You know what I mean? Because like the counselors in school, they would like try to guide you, like be like, okay, so like, what are your interests? But you know, something that I get a lot and I used to say all the time. Um, and I hear a lot of youth still say is like, I don't know what I want to do with my future. I have no clue. I don't, I don't, I don't really see myself doing anything. Well, how, I, th- I think the best way for someone to find out what they want to do is by just, going out and going to events, 
watch like okay let's say for example maybe you want to get into sports or something you go watch a sports game and you see hey that actually looks like a lot of fun but not just like you know your typical sports let's say you go check out a lacrosse game or you go check out a tennis game you know what i mean like like if you go out of your way to just try and look at these um sports i mean this is just one example but it's just another way of you finding out like maybe this is something that interests you and if so maybe looking into more of how that can you know how you can get involved with that sort of activity um but i'm 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 coming more from the uh perspective of like okay because for me i originally wanted to go to school for audio engineering and I did go to school for audio engineering, but now I find myself doing a lot of videography stuff as of late, and I've really enjoyed recording video, taking video. Like, it's just awesome being able to like. And, and I think what inspired me a lot was actually Santi, because Santi, as a lot of you know, she she does a lot of film, she does a lot of photography. Um, and at first, I was like, "That's awesome, you know, like good, you know, good for you that you're really good at it." And then, but then I started, you know, watching more movies. I started seeing that there were like people like Miguel and Devin, like them making films as well. I started seeing how how beautiful the art is as a whole. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what really inspired me to be like, okay, maybe I should look more into making. Like this is something I can do too, and I, I really enjoy doing it. So. Again, that's just one of the, the, the ways that I have found inspiration as of late right now. I 100% agree with having more that networking part. And we mention it often in the show and we're not just saying it to say it. Going out with in the intentions of going out to learn things and because you can just go out and like go drink and go smoke and that just a different vibe. But you're not going to get anywhere in life doing that. So when we say like hey go out and explore it's more to find what you like mm-hmm. to find what you don't like and it's it, it really isn't just about finding what you like it's also finding what you don't like because you find what you don't like then you can start searching in other areas and that can really play a big role in and you never know maybe one day you really are into science but the next thing you find i don't know writing and you really got into it so yeah, there's no right, there's no right or wrong. I would say. And I, what I what I want to add too is that I know it's tough um, when in high school, like if you're trying to, even in college too, it can be. I think college is a little bit better, but okay, if you're trying to like look for like classes for a specific thing, like your counselor, or whatever, or like whoever's the resource person at your school, you know, you would that's the first person you'd go to, right, to go find like, oh hey, I'm looking for any internships in audio or any internships in video or or cooking culinary classes like anything like that sometimes they're just not available you know what i mean like those those classes aren't available or aren't local here in san rafael or in novato cuz i know in marin everything's so like bare like i feel like there's there's not very much for youth to do in the first place so let alone like trying to look for different like classes to help you explore kind of like what you want to do with your with your future um, so what I re- always recommend doing is just going online and just going online and searching media classes near San Rafael or media classes near Novato or cooking classes. Near, you know what I mean? Like doing that because what you'll find is online, you'll, you'll, you'll find a lot more um, resources for for what you're kind of looking for. Because not, not every time, not all the resource officers or resource officers, but resource people at your schools, they're not always going to know what's available out there. Yeah, I would agree. And also... 
we have the internet. So it's, for me, that is what taught me photography and videography and storytelling. It was really YouTube mm-hmm. and Google. So just Google around like um, how to make a pie, how to make something. And you can try it out at your house and see if you like it and then find other things. I would say if you're in high school, I know that College of Marin has programs as a high schooler where you can take classes for free. So I would really encourage all of you to kind of dive into that as well. Absolutely. Take, take a couple classes um, that you find interesting. And again, you might not like it. You might like it. And that just kind of leads you closer to, you know, things that you really want to build a career on. That That's a great example. Because um, I remember back in high school, I took a psychology class during my sophomore year. And... You know, I was just kind of interested in psychology, and I've always, I always was interested in psychology and mental health, um, but I ended up not going into, you know, psychology. Um, but it was still worth it for me to go because then I still understood. Well, okay, maybe this isn't something I want to go to in the future, but it's something that at least I know now. Now I know that I don't want to go into psychology. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it also goes to show, like, okay, maybe I can use some of the aspects that I learned from psychology in other ways, like through what we're doing right now a lot of what a lot of the topics that we cover are mental health related and i I don't think i would have been as educated on those topics if it weren't for me taking that psychology class Mm -hmm. or for for really delving into um you know all the all the mental health resources that are available outside of my outside of my school outside of my college and dealing with mental health myself so yeah but but kind of moving on from that I, i wanted to mention Another great resource, I think, for finding inspiration is, let's say your friend is already doing photography or your friend's already doing videography or already part of a sport, right? Talk to your friend about it, like what they feel, how they feel doing that. You know what I mean? Like uh, having friends that are, you know, in the trying to have the same goals or have the same interests as you is always, always going to be such a valuable resource to have um, because one, they're your friends, so you're already comfortable with the person. And two, you you guys can grow and help each other out. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I really enjoy working with teams, I think. Absolutely. I mean, here at MCM, one of the things that I don't know much about is audio. But I think being around Javier has taught me a lot about, like, it's too loud. Um, you can hear this. And it's interesting how when you're around people that are doing things that you're interested in, you'll pick it up. Because when we were shooting a video that for um, for the guys, the Are Agresiva, Agresiva my, it was so funny because I, I could pick up, my ear could pick up things really like small, like little taps. Yeah. And it was I was laughing because I was like, oh, that's Javier. Javier will be like, do you hear that? Do mm-hmm. you hear that? And so it's also like comparison of if you hang out with people and that are in the same area or field as you, you'll pick up things and you'll see what you like and and kind of put it on to you. And maybe you find something that you never knew you were interested in. You're really interested in it and build on strengthening that area. Yeah. And, you know... Again, I, I think at a young age, it's so easy to fall into the trap of just doing drugs and just drinking alcohol or just doing things that aren't really going to move your, your, you know, your future forward. Um, and I know it can be pretty tough to get out of those situations because I feel like a lot, of, a lot of the people who are in those situations is because their friends are doing it too. 
Um, so, you know, something I, I recommend is just be, be very wise with who you choose to be your friend and acknowledge sometimes that maybe these friends aren't worth <laughs> sticking around with. Um, and not just if they use drugs or, or alcohol, even if they're like mentally not giving you enough support or you feel like they're not being supportive enough or not, or just they don't really care about your goals or anything like that. To me, what's helped a lot is again, just surrounding myself by people that are creative and people that I can really look at as, as friends who can back me up on a lot, not just like, you know, on, on our friendship, but also on our careers and our futures. So I just wanted to add that little point. I would agree. And I had something in my head and I'm blanking, (laughs) but I definitely agree on surrounding. Oh, I I got, I got it back. My thought often when, um, there is a pandemic, kind of happening within our the pandemic that we're living in and it's unfortunately the suicide rates and the overdose in in youth mm-hmm. between um I don't know the exact number but I know in your 20s and in your early teens a lot of young people are dying yeah so definitely I don't know the, the statistics but I would say that we all have and we'll kind of dive into that in later in the show but if we all have like hard times we are all going through different things and you can see on social media that everybody's just kind of living life but that's not the reality of it we just show the pretty of our life but there's a lot of mental battles that we have and common thing that happens is that's why youth lead to being in groups or leaning on to alcohol or mm. drugs to numb pain or numb the hardship of your brain going all over the place. And this is where you're responsible to seek for help. And I would say that you, in the most painful areas that you are, it can also be your most inspiring moments. And you can take yeah. that pain that you have and create something with it. For example, you can create a movie, you can write, you can create music, you can draw, paint, dance. Um, you can, Exercise, yeah, you can body use, build, yeah, you, can you know, all sorts as, of things. As an inspiration to create something along with it. Mm-hmm. So I would say... Um, not to just, you know, not to lean on, you know, substance abuse, right? Substance? Is that you said? What, what do you mean? Like not what, what are you trying to say? Alcohol, or so, uh, all of that, mm-hmm. but lean towards things that would help you have a healing process. and that, In a healthy way. In a healthy yeah. way. And that, again, can be art in, you know, right. in all different ways. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I totally understand that we go through so much growing up um i feel also especially if you come from a poor background like a background where you grow up with a whole lot of money because that's another thing that's another point i'd like to make is that you know growing up i, I did grow up poor so i i, I never thought I'd, I'd ever be able to achieve you know like even the thought of making a movie or holding a camera or because th- those things are like luxuries you know what i mean um but then as i've grown as as my family and i have grown and, you know, I've, I've furthered my career in a way. It helps inspire me to be like the best version of myself that I can be, mm-hmm. despite whatever circumstances I was put in. Um, because, again, going back to uh, filmmaking, I think what's interesting about a lot of the films that we watched at the Mill Valley Film Festival was that a lot of the short films had like a very small budget. Because like, think about it this way. So uh, a normal budget for a film, like a 
blockbuster film. So we're talking like Avengers level or like, um, you know, uh, Barbie or Oppenheimer, like those types of big, big full feature movies. Those have like a hundred million dollars in budget. Yeah. Like Like a ton of money behind those. But then there's other movies who only have like $45,000 in a budget to make a movie or something. So again, like a lot of these short films, well, granted short films are much smaller than full feature films. But point is, I saw so many short films at the Mill Valley Film Festival that looked exactly like these $100 million budget full feature films. And it's not just because of like how it looks cinematically. It's also because of the stories. The stories were very strong. And one thing that I that I talked to a lot about the with, with the people that were, you know, the employees over at the Mo Valley Film Festival is that a lot of them were talking about how, like, it's so much more interesting when you hear, you know, stories from those who from those from underserved communities, because we don't always get to hear them. You know what I mean? Like for, for me personally, like being able to hear like all these stories about these Latino artists um, or these people from from the Bay Area, from these underserved communities seeing how they transform their, their, you know, their, their going back to that conversation about like healing, like those traumatic events and turning that into a story that people can like watch and relate to is a really strong thing to do. And I don't think that, I don't think that they, people should be stopped from wanting to tell those stories. Cause I, I think we, 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 as, as we've grown up, I've know a lot of people who are like, man, I wish I could turn my story into a book. or I wish that I can turn my story into into a song and i'm like you should and there should be nothing stopping you from doing that and again like looking at the resources that you have right now there's so much resources available now with the internet like you were saying santi about using youtube like a simple youtube video to like teach you how to use music how to do music um all that stuff it's it, it can be a lot so it can go it can go forward quite a bit yeah yeah i would say that um i don't remember where I read this or or heard this, but it talked about how a um, your story is. Um, I'm gonna say a million, but it it can be more. Yeah. Um. Someone had said that your story is worth more than a million dollars, and I never really understood what that meant. But it meant that your story has a lot of things that can be inspired from like you it can inspire other people yeah and that you can turn that into a project i'm gonna give an example so you so you guys don't just say oh they're just saying (laughs) saying is when i first came to the u.s my i didn't you guys know this i didn't speak spanish very well i spoke my indigenous uh language and i remember going to the doctors like really just speaking that language and my mom would always tell me no you have to learn to speak spanish you have to learn to speak english and i felt very you know kind of lost in a way because i didn't have that feeling of belonging with a lot of my peers yeah and um literally in in my third grade class our teacher said we're gonna do a moral story you're going to use animals. You're going to write a story. And I remember very little about this, but I had a really hard time coming up with a story. And then last minute I said, I'm just going to use what I feel. And I used my characters and I created my short little story. 
And without me knowing, again, she published it to the Scholastic Scholastic's Creative Writing something, and yeah. it won. Unexpectedly, it won, and um, I just thought of nothing about it. But girl, later on, I realized that it was my little inner child that was talking with that little story. And growing up now, I'm like, wow, it means a lot to me. And eventually, I published that book. I mean, you can buy it on like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and and order it. But that's it's called like, Don't Show Off. Yeah, right? Don't Show Off. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean. Like the stories you you have and what you're going through right now, you can turn it into art. You can turn it into things that really will touch other people. And, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, that's yeah, no. just an example that I have that just brought up with connecting with what you were saying. No, that's a great example. And, and I would even add um, the fact that I've heard a lot from a lot of filmmakers that all the stories have been done already. Like, in reality, there's probably, like, nothing's original anymore mm-hmm. or whatever. But in order to make a story original, it needs to come from your personal experience. Because we, everyone's, per- that's what makes us all unique, is we all go through very different mm-hmm. personal experiences. Yes, there's probably some interconnection here and there. But, like, not every Latino person is going to have the same perspective. No, not, yeah. not, 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 no. not on, on things. They're just not. We have common things. We have like common said, things, yeah. We can share a lot of cultural things, but your experience and it's gonna, yeah it's gonna be very example you're a first gen here you were born here so was Annalie mm-hmm. and uh shout out to Annalie but you <laughs> both had different experiences oh yeah even though you Absolutely. guys are Latinos mm-hmm. so I would I agree 100% on that we all have unique stories and one of the things that really has been I've been grounding on into my life now it's that whatever happens to me it's meant to happen to me because if it were happened to you, you might not get what I'm supposed to learn. And so the things that happen to you and if, if things are looks so pretty in your life and in not mine, it's because it's meant for you. Like you face challenges that led you to that. And if I face those challenges, it would have taken me in a different direction. So whatever happens to you, it's meant to be for you. And so anyways, it's just something that I've been really trying to focus on. I'm like, what happens to me, it's meant, it's meant me. to be. Yeah, yeah, it's meant to be. I agree. It's kind of hard to really think about that because like, why? Why do these hard things have to happen? But in order for you to grow, it, they're supposed to happen. Yeah. If you just, if you are perfectly fine, <laughs> then there's no growth. Right. No, I, I agree completely. And that plays really well into kind of what I want to talk about in the second half of the show is just how do you deal with with failure right mm-hmm. um because that that's a big part of the of the process of finding your future finding your inspiration is is i think failure um and i i think we all have plenty of examples of when we have failed or have felt like a failure um but before we delve into that um i do want to take a couple minutes to just do a couple announcements um i do want to announce that open mic is next friday um from 6 to 8 p.m uh this since it's close to halloween time um i was actually planning on making this a halloween themed open mic so if you want to dress up feel free to um i'll probably end up dressing up i don't know what but i'll do something um and then i would also like to announce that we have our day of the dead car procession tomorrow uh saturday october 21st uh from 3 to 6 p.m again this is this is going to be a really exciting um procession it's kind of our first time doing something at this scale right now um here at the multicultural center so it'll start here at mcm um 
at 3 p.m. And it basically all the cars will roll out uh, from here and go all the way down 4th Street and then loop back into MCM. And then there will be like a little after party. Um, actually, not even really little. We're, we're going to have four food vendors. We're going to have like, I think, three uh, item vendors, like, you know, people selling traditional uh, D- Day of the Dead related items. And uh, we're also going to have live music from Aria Agresiva on that day too so it's gonna be yeah yeah there so there's gonna be a whole lot going on tomorrow um and i hope you guys can join us uh, we'll be there and uh and then of course the main event uh is on saturday november 4th uh our our annual day of the dead event um at pickleweed park um at the pickleweed park community center uh will be on saturday november 4th uh, from also from three to nine p.m so yeah, lots of exciting Day of the Dead related events. And uh, yeah, we hope we can see some of you guys there. Um, but yeah, moving on. So talking about failure. So I think with failure, a lot of it comes down to just accepting it. You know, taking the L as as, as most people start talking about now. You, you, you know how people say, oh man, I took an L on that. Mm-hmm. Or like that's that's failure, you know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes it, it can apply... Failure applies to so many things in life, right? For example, it could be asking out a girl and getting rejected. It's like, dang, well, now I failed at that. But you can use that as an experience to analyze, well, what went wrong? You know, where did you go wrong? What could you have done better? You know, it's already starting to ask those questions. Because then once you answer, once you find the answer to those questions, then you'll start understanding, okay, this is what I could have done better this is what I should have done better. Example, example two, I want to start creating my own, um, I want to start filming. Uh, but during the filming process, I find that I shot at the wrong frame rate and that the, my pictures are too blown out. Like it, it, you can barely see the, or the footage just comes out bad. Well, what makes it bad? Like write down what, what, what made it bad? What about that video didn't sit well with you? Like what, what do you think you could have done better? Because, again, that's kind of how I've kind of started dealing with with failure. Because what I would do before, and I think a lot of people usually take this route, is just like, well, okay, now I just, I'm just going to start over and, and not really look at back at what I just did. Like, a lot of people don't look like looking back at their failures or looking back at, like, what didn't go well. Because it's hard. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy to come to terms with, oh, dang, like, I really messed that up. I don't, I don't even want to think about it. So I'm not, I'm not even going to look at it. But you need to in order to really improve and, and start getting better and more, you know, that get to a a, a, a really high level for whatever it is you want to learn. So, yeah, I don't know if we want to add to that. Yeah, I think for me, it's really changing the definition of failure. Mm-hmm. I think often at school, we I it's something very you hear this very often. And it's like if you don't go to college, you're going to fail or um if you do this, you're going to fail. And there's just this so negative energy around failing. But in order for you to be successful, to have success, failure is part of that. And mm-hmm. if you do not fail, you haven't succeeded. Because in many ways, like you mentioned, failing is what leads you to success in, in, in the way of what did I do wrong? How can I improve what can I do better? <laughs> Anyways, um, that is something that I've definitely learned to kind of take away the negative um, 
energy aspect around, of it. Yeah, failing. Yeah. Because I really think if you are, I I often tell myself this, and it's if I am a failure, it's me not trying it and me not doing it. That is what I would consider myself a failure. Yeah. If I sit on it and and just say, well, okay. But if I'm going after it and I'm really pushing, finding different things I can do and things go sideways, it's okay. It's part of it. And I really encourage you all to really redefine what failure is. And often you'll hear people on on media say, um, you know, I'm not a failure. I won't be a failure. I, and it's the mindset of really just accepting that, yeah, I will fail maybe 99 times, but that one time I won't fail will lead me to success. And so just remember that. Yeah. And I think one thing too that I want to add is I think failure, it can, it's going to happen as many times as it will or as any, it's going to happen no matter what. And it's just part of the process. And I don't think that you should also f- feel like a failure because you feel that it's it's impossible to achieve. Because I don't think anything's really impossible to achieve. Unless you, no. you know, if, if it's something creative, like something that you say, like if you say to yourself, you know what, I want to have my movie up and at, on the big screens and I want it to play all over the world. Then great. That That's, that shouldn't be an impossible dream for anyone. Yeah, it's just no. about putting in the time, the work, the effort to learn, you know, first, like, okay, how do, what, what do I have to do to get into a, start a movie? Like, what, what's the budget? What's this? What's that? You know? So you were going to add something. Yeah. One of the things, I think I've mentioned it before, uh-huh. where it's like the difference, one of the biggest difference between animals and humans is, is uh, humans can have imagination. Mm. So you're, if you imagine so many things, you like can really build, you're like, <laughs> you can really build, um, a, anything you want really, because if you really, for example, this mic was in someone's imagination and now it's a reality. The shirt I'm wearing, it was someone's imagination. Everything around you was first imagined. Like they had a vision and it became a reality. I highly suggest anyone who can, you can hear it in an audiobook or read it, but it's The Magic of Thinking Big. That book is something that has really helped me to open my mind and saying, hey, anything is possible. And it's not just, we talk a lot about imagination and visualizing, but also really manifesting that and in ways of like writing it down, putting it in a... Things it can look like putting a photo in your as a your screensaver. I've seen a lot of people do yeah. that. Or yeah. putting it in your room, seeing it every day and just mentally if you so the difference is if you write it down, for example, I'm gonna take this con, uh, example of filmmaking, like you wanna make a top movie. If you have it in your mind, it's great. But if you have it in written a, down yeah. like in a screenplay. Yeah. You wake up every single morning and you read it. Your mind is always saying, What am I doing to make that happen? Yeah. What am I and then you start creating a plan of action. One example that I can give you that really struck to me is uh Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. an actor, very famous actor. Yeah. He wanted as in his acting career to make one million dollars for doing an acting um for being an actor? Uh, being an actor. He wrote his himself a check of $1 million and wrote it to his name, everything. He had that check in his wallet. 
And he said, one day I'm going to have that. And if you've seen Dumb and Dumber, that was his first film that landed him $1 million. Wow. And he talked about it. He's like, I had that check. It's torn up, but I manifested that. And I would say the same thing. If you want to be an actor, do something, maybe not a check, maybe something else. If you want to be a a chef, I don't know, have a, um, just go on Google Docs, write cookbook, put your name, a photo of you, just stuff like that really does something. And it's really hard for me to explain it, but it's just something that just God, the universe, energy, whatever you want to call it in your own life that really pushes you to to work for those things yeah a a lot of it does start with manifestation and just acknowledging that like i was saying before nothing is impossible to achieve as long as you put in again the time and the effort into doing it because it's not easy we're not saying it's easy that to just achieve okay tomorrow i'm gonna just have a full full feature film ready to go no it takes time and and with i know that's hard waiting so long because i feel like the internet has made us feel so much more impatient with ourselves because you know online you, you scroll through social media and you see all these like people all these actors all these young actors like on instagram you know flexing all their money or flexing all their cars that they have already blah 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 maybe some of those did work really hard to achieve that but also a lot of them they're doing that for an image you know what i mean a lot of, a lot of them are maybe just have a connection in the um industry that got them there easier because that's another thing that you need to understand is that not not everything is a level playing field in the media in the media field there's some people who just they have a father who works at lucasfilm they can just basically have their dad help them out in getting them that connection to make their film or make their uh, that get that opportunity to be a part of such a big organization at a younger age, you know what I mean? But that shouldn't stop you from wanting to achieve the same thing. You know what I mean? Just because someone else had that opportunity to them at an earlier age or an earlier time in their life shouldn't necessarily mean that you should be turned off and be like, okay, well, now I know it's basically impossible because I don't have that connection. No. What you'll find is that if you start really, like you're saying, manifesting it, you'll start looking for those connections yourself because you need to build those connections yourself. Yeah, I'm going to add on to what our conversation with Eugenio was. And I think he said this before, but one of the questions I asked him was in connection of what you said. And it was, you know, opportunity can seem very small. And in order for you to kind of take advantage or go into that, it's really doing things. How would I put this? I don't know if I can share this with that. The video hasn't come out of us interviewing. It's all right. People people will see it. <laughs> okay. So my question to him was like, hey, you know, I'm 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 Latina. I wasn't born here. My third language is English what is your advice to kind of getting involved into the um, the field? and The film field, yeah. Film field or in anything really, like how do you as a, because if you know sto- the story of Eugenio, he built his career in Mexico. He did not come here and 
kind of went around. It's like, hey, I can do this. He mm-hmm. built his career in Mexico and then started building a career here. In America, But yeah. he did it very, very different. And so what he ended up doing was saying, hey, I didn't go to people and say, I'm an actor. Give me a job. He said, I really, really want people to create things, have things for themselves. And so in his advice was like, I would say a lot of people tell him, hey, Eugenio, but I'm not a good writer. So how can I come up with a script? He said, work. He said, Mm -hmm. work, get a good job. And he said, save up a little bit, save up a little bit. Then hire someone who writes and tell them your ideas. They'll write it for you. You'll have a good script. And he said, once you have a good script, you can go into then to them and say, hey, I have a script. It's my script. It's my story. Here are the conditions. You can have the rights to the story, but I need to have this, this, and that. And so said, instead of you asking for an opportunity, you're giving them an opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. So you switch that mindset instead of saying, I need an opportunity, saying, I am the opportunity. So once you have that mindset, you can go into the room and feel confident about yourself and say, not in an ego up here, like, I'm all this and that. No, but, but in like, your genuine way, in, you know? Yes. Because the story that you write. In between the difference. Is of you. It, you're having an ego and having confidence right. very different different things and so that really changed my mind and i was like that's so true like yeah other people might have uh, their parents or family members who are into this but i am going to make the difference and it's i'm going to write what i want what i and then bring it onto the table and my dad has said this so much to me and when eugenio said said it my dad's like ah you listen to other people and not me <laughs> my dad has said that to me but they're both really right about that so i really encourage you all to provide those opportunities and then network really network yeah and i i think i i, I mean what he said is perfect i mean i i agree wholeheartedly with his answer because I mean, personally, for me right now, I'm saving up for a new camera because I know that that camera, even though it's gonna, it's really expensive, I am being well, one financially smart with it, with saving up and making sure that if I don't, if I buy this camera, I don't go into debt or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I you need to make sure. But also that it's achievable. I just need to, you know, just just have time, save up a little bit more money, and even though this this camera is worth this X amount of money. I know that I'm going to be able to make double, triple, more than that because this camera is going to help me elevate my production, elevate my career in videography to the next level because people will see that and people will get that from the quality of the footage that I am now going to be providing because of this camera that I saved up for. I think of it as an investment. Yeah. Once you start building your career, you'll see what, you know, things that you can improve upon and then you'll you'll get better equipment and stuff but also a big reminder to me and that brings me back to earth is miguel because miguel shot with his iphone iPhone. and that to me is no excuses saying i don't have the right equipment to film he was like i'm gonna use my iphone i'm gonna use whatever have everything free and you'll see slowly his transition into getting new things and that's just really empowering and one thing i wanted to kind of go back and touch on with what you said and it was about people on social media mm-hmm. flexing on their money yeah, flexing yeah, yeah. on their cars mm-hmm. one thing 
I highly suggest all of you to do. I keep saying <laughs> one thing. Really, everything that I suggest is redefining failure, but also redefining success. Mm. What is success? Yeah, what does success look like? That's such a great question. Because if you think it's money, okay. But I think for me, success is really being happy with what I'm doing and the work that I'm doing can be impact, can, can help others. Mm-hmm. That could be success for me. For you, yeah. It could be su- different for you. And so, and the person that maybe you're looking on the screen, their success is to show off that they have a lot of money, but success might not be like that. And so I really encourage you all to really dive in and kind of search what success means to you and what failure means in that way. When you see all of these things on social media or not even on social media, just randomly remind yourself like, hey, that's not what success is. Right. And yeah, really redefining that because I think media and society has said failure is you're lost, you're doomed. And success is having all the money and everything that but I know a lot of successful people and they do not show off their money in my face. Right. Yeah. So, and you'll find sometimes too that, uh, at least I've seen this, is that with the media field, you know, there's so much diversity, there's so many, many different styles that people have, you know, built up. There's sometimes you could be, I've always heard the saying, like, you could be the best cinematographer in the world. Like, you could be, you know, Hollywood levels of cinematography. But if you don't put in the work or show it to people, like show, especially like be like, like what I'm trying to say here is own up to your, to like what you feel you're good at. Like if you tell yourself, Hey, I'm actually, I feel like I'm actually pretty good at cinematography. I, I think more people should be aware of it because if you don't, if you never show these skills off or explore these skills more, then you're just going to not end up, you know, finding a future in it because you need to you need to show it to people like like Uhenia was saying if you can't if you're not a good writer don't let that stop you from mm-hmm. marketing yourself right find someone who is good at writing build that connection and then you'll see that once you find the writer and you're a good cinematographer you guys are going to come up with something incredible you know what i mean and it's the opposite too if you're a writer or if you're someone who really wants to a great film um but you're good at writing write the story <laughs> Find a director and a producer who can bring that story to, to life. life. Exactly. So I definitely see that. And my biggest thing that I left with the Mill Valley Film Festival was that there is art and hidden talent, hidden story. Oh, in yeah. Our canal, Santa Fe, Terra Linda, Nevada, everywhere in Marin County. There is all of that. And so don't be afraid to show your light. And yes, you will encounter so many obstacles. But remember... And there will be competition too. It's part of the... It's part of it. part of the journey for you to grow and take you where you need to be. And I know it's so hard to accept the failure feeling alone. But know that we're kind of all experiencing that in, in, in our own ways. And, and that's what, uh, one thing I want to add to that is just that uh, personally for me, one thing that I found is that since so, there are so many people getting into media content now, I always just look at it and I'm like, okay, th- their media content is good, but I can do something better. 
I, I, or, I put myself I put myself sometimes in that mindset. But if you if you know this, Javier is very competitive. I am. Um, I am a very competitive I person. I would I would add in that it's not it's really great to have healthy competitiveness. Yeah. Or else you'll stay in the same place. But also it can be a very danger zone because you can be like, Oh, my work is not that good. The best way I kill those thoughts in my head is but that's how their style is. My style is this. different. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the best in well, my and style. And that that no, that, and that's a great point because I I never want to copy someone's style. Yeah, that is never what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And what going back to kind of about inspiration, you when I mean inspiration is like not copying what someone's doing. You can like a certain someone's style, but you need to come up with a way to make it unique to you. Yeah, like, like what? Has their own everyone thing. has their own unique style, and everyone has their own preferences to how they like making things look, or writing things, mm-hmm. or making things. Like everyone needs to find that unique thing about themselves. And if you can't find, if you if you ask yourself, well, I don't think there's anything unique about me, then what I encourage you to do, and like I was saying earlier in the show, is go out and just get more experiences. Like as in. Go out with your friends and try something new. Go outside and visit a new a pumpkin patch or something. If you've never gone to a pumpkin patch, go to a pumpkin patch. I'm just what I'm trying to say is just get out there and do anything that you haven't explored yet. If that maybe that's just trying out a sport, maybe that's trying out a cooking class, maybe that's you know trying out photography for the first time. Again, any type of thing that gets you moving, anything that gets your your brain thinking in a different way. Because if you stay in the same, like, uh, I think people get into the same cycle of things. But if you break that cycle, you'll find that you'll find you'll start finding like, okay, you know what? Maybe you can start taking elements of this. This is what I learned during this experience. You know what I mean? You start finding what makes you unique, you know? Yeah. And that way you can get better at your own craft. And that's where what what I would consider healthy competition because Mm -hmm. you're you're you need that in a way to push you at times. But like I said, having a very good balance between the two of like helping it push you, but not bringing you down and remembering your own uniqueness. Yeah. And I loved, um, well, you kind of had this question and I, I, I want to ask you like connecting it all together, mm-hmm. failure and inspiration. Um, is there any film songs that have really inspired you and during when you feel like a failure or the light to doing cinematography or stuff like that i think um definitely i'll use an example of last week at the mo valley film festival just because it's still fresh in our mind i know we've been talking about the mo valley film festival so much this episode (laughs) but believe us like it it was really a great event um it was pretty interesting it's a really good opportunity um to go and watch those films but okay so there was this this short film called the lake merit monster um and it's by a bay area director um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't remember it off the top of my head right now and I do not want to mess it up. But Lake Merritt Monster, go look it up. It's a 15, 20-minute short film about, well, in Lake Merritt, which is in Oakland. Um, it, there's this legend that there's a monster, like a Loch Ness monster. Not really like the Loch Ness monster, but just a monster that, you know, is in, in the Lake in the lake Merritt. And, you know, he the director took... He got the idea because growing up, um, so he's he's black. At growing up, he was watching The Goonies. And, you know, The Goonies, it's an all-white cast, an all-white cast of, 
of, of, of boys. But he liked the idea of the Goonies, like how it's like an adventure film filled with like, you know, this group of friends. Like he wants to, he wanted to make a movie like that, but with, uh, with people that look like him. Mm-hmm. He said, and he said that he made that very clear that that's why he, that was one of the biggest inspirations that he had for making that movie. Um, and I watched it and it was, you know, like he said, it, it was a really diverse film. And I, I'm not just saying diverse film, like that he made it diverse to force it. It didn't feel forced. It felt very unique to him because it's what he, it's the vision that he had. And I can feel it. I could feel it watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also worked with a really small budget of like $45,000, $50,000. That's a really tiny budget for the level of quality that he was he it made. animated or was it so that's the thing so it was it was it was it was it's, a, it's live action but the monster was animated like cgi oh. and it looked really great for what budget he had and i believe that the monster was actually designed by um one of the most famous like mon because there's a company that just designs monsters for movies and he got he managed to, like i think they've designed monsters for like stranger things okay you know I have two things to add on to yeah. that, but finish your thought. <laughs> but anyways, after watching that movie, I, I talked to him after and was like, man, like this is inspir- Like this is what helped me kind of like start understanding that I want to make my own short film and that it's achievable with any type of budget. And he said like, yes, it, like you can achieve it. If I can achieve it, then anyone can achieve it, right? That's what he was saying. And he was very, very humble in that response because he was also, he made it clear that a lot of it was a lot of favors, you know, he just asked a lot of people for a lot of favors and they, because he had built such a long-term relationship with these people, they were able to, you know, do a lot of stuff for free. You know what I mean? So it's like things like that can go such a long way. So that's why I'm always saying it's good to keep those connections. Even if you make that connection once, it's good to just keep in contact with people who will help you and benefit and, and help, you know, make your project the best it can be because uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would agree. That's something that I was going to ask you. It's um, to to bring it up, and it's part of that connections and make building relationships with people. Because when you have an idea in mind, and you know someone, you can reach out and say, "Hey, I need support with this," and they can support you. Whether it's making it um, for free, lowering the cost, or actually, hey, pitching on and getting into the idea, you can find people who can. You really need a team in anything you need. You won't do it by yourself. No, you can't. And um, it's very, I mean, you could, but it's very hard. I think you just really can't in anything, really. And it's part of something that we all think we're uh, solo, but really you need a team. Mm-hmm. It, it tastes the same thing that like, um, we're a team and there's so many things that go behind it. Our guests are part of that team, which they're missing today. <laughs> <laughs> but and and you need a really solid team to support you and kind of bring that the ideas to life and your dreams and goals and also the fact that you mentioned that there's this company that designs only monsters, monsters yeah adds on to what i'm discovering and it's that you can build a career in mostly anything like anything yeah there's and, a whole company that just designs monsters yeah i bet there's there's like i don't know i just really it really opens my mind saying man if there's what haven't i seen you know like really there's a lot of things that we will discover along the way yeah 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 no totally and and 
again, so the Lake Barrett Monster was that movie. And it was one of the movies that really caught my eye when I was looking through all the Mill Valley Film Festival films. I liked that movie way a million times more than Maestro, which was uh, supposedly the big hyped movie for, for that film festival. Oh, the, the closing. Yeah, the closing film. Um, I think it's by Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. He, dir- he directed and starred in it. Yeah. Uh, and I just... I was like, wow. Like, Santi and I shared very similar thoughts. Um, I thought the film was pretty much, wasn't I, very entertaining. A, I mean, it, it's based on uh, a, a true story of a, of a story. composer. And I am not really into, like, composer. I actually have to ask my brother now that I think about it. He, he doesn't know I want to go watch it. Because, again, maybe because I was not really involved in, like, composing stuff that I really really didn't get the story. Yeah. But, again... But but the point is, it doesn't matter. Like, Maestro is a movie that had a huge budget mm-hmm. compared to the Lake Merritt Monster. Mm-hmm. But the Lake Merritt Monster impacted me more personally than Maestro did. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show that you don't need a whole lot of... Like, you know, you don't need the biggest budget. You don't need the biggest actors in the world to leave an impact on a person. Oh, that 100%. Um, I agree with that. So... I just I just want you guys to think about that. Um, we are near the end of the show, um, but did you have any any last you know questions or any last thoughts you wanted to bring up before we wrap it up? Um, just again, redefine failure and success. And you are not a failure. You are really a failure once you stop thinking that you're one because it's just part of life failure is gonna happen part of life you need to fail if you don't fail you're not going anywhere so the more failures you have in life i feel like the more you're growing because you're learning and trust me i have had many things go wrong from friendships to projects to um like many things i can say that has happened to my life and I always tell people I'm not perfect. I have things I've gone sideways, but I'm still here. And so if things are going sideways in your life, remember that. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, because you will never know where things will lead. And keep trying new things. Like I said, I know we stress that a lot throughout our shows, but it's true. Trying out new things can go such a long way in helping you find like your own unique voice, your own unique style. In whatever you plan to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because here's another thing. Like, I keep bringing up the cooking thing. I don't know why, but it's just resonating with me right now. It's like, you don't, let's say you're, you're I don't know, uh, you're an Indian person. You're of Indian descent. And you want to get into Mexican cooking or learn how to cook Mexican food. Nothing should stop you from doing that just because of your background. Or because, like, um, you know, it's something that doesn't seem achievable Go for it. It's a new experience. You're trying something out new. And then you'll find maybe that once you learn how to make some Mexican dishes, you'll start being able to implement that with your own cultural dishes. You know what I mean? That's how we get a lot of these fusion places. You know, things like that are unique is what I'm trying to say. And like Arnold's head, um, if you you see something, an idea, and you're like, well, I've never seen that done before. Great. You're the first one to do it. To do it. Yeah. (laughs) That has always stuck with me. And uh, I agree with that. I'm like, okay, if someone hasn't done it, I'm the first one to do it. And what a honor to be the first one to do it. So Absolutely. Yeah. But always dream big. No, no, nothing is impossible to achieve. If you put in the time, the effort, 
make those right connections, you're going to be able to achieve a lot. And that's what I hope everyone yes, can get out of this show. And don't um, show off. And don't show say. off. That's the other thing. <laughs> don't let your ego get in, yeah. get too much. Healthy competition is good, but going too deep into it can ultimately lead to your demise. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, we hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, thank you all for watching, and we'll catch you guys next Friday. Take care, everyone.